My name is Scott Challoner and you are listening to the Leaders Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Now, as regular listeners of our programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's programme by Mandy Evel, a mindset and high performance coach who helps business leaders improve their mindsets and ultimately their business performance. Um, She's the founder of the Infinite Mind Company, her own leadership development training and coaching provider. Um, Mandy, a very warm welcome to yourself today and thanks for joining us on the show. It's a real pleasure having you with us. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Sky. It's a pleasure to be here for sure. Likewise, and great having you alongside me, Mandy. And and just for those uh, listeners tuning in that might not be familiar with yourself and what you do, um, what is it that Mm -hmm. uh, the Infinite Mind Company sort of provides in terms of your leadership development and coaching in your own words? Okay, so we we work with uh, mostly entrepreneurs and business owners who are, you know, who are leaders in their own industry, who are leading their own companies and businesses, and uh, we support them with um, uh, improving their mindset to create greater results, uh, higher level of performance, both for themselves in their company, but also as a knock-on effect to their clients in the service and the products that they deliver. So yeah, we support them in uh, in growing their business, in growing their mind, and growing their business. Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, how was it that you sort of made your first foray into kind of the leadership coaching world and sort of made the transition into sort of that industry from sort of presumably uh, being an employee yourself? Well, gosh, that's a that's a great question, Scott, because that was over twenty years ago. Mm. And um, as many people do um, when they become um, I won't call myself an expert, but I've been in the industry a long time. But most people, when they find themselves in a crisis, and that's exactly where I was over 20 years ago, I was in a crisis in my life, you know, um, my job and everything around me. And I searched for something. And what I found was personal development. And um, I've uh, been studying ever since. In the last six years specifically, um, I've been studying with the late, great Bob Proctor. Uh, He passed on this year, but he was a great in performance, prosperity, and mindset. And I learned so much from him. I worked side by side with him and uh, very privileged to be one of his um, top UK UK consultants. Hmm. And what we do is that uh, we take um, our clients through a process now. And um, having gone through the process myself, uh, because that's how it starts, Mm. Um, the results can be pretty phenomenal when you really understand how your mind works and where you get your results from. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a long journey, but I've loved it. I've loved every minute of it. Yeah, I can certainly imagine so. And I suppose what that's done as well for um, sort of given your own experience is actually kind of heightened your emphasis, if you will, on the importance of maybe the work-life balance and well-being when it comes to leadership. And I think sometimes that's something that when we're caught in the uh, the day-to-day sort of hectic nature running a business, I think we can easily kind of forget to prioritise that, can't we? A hundred percent, Scott. Uh, interestingly, and it's great that you, you mentioned that because it was before I met my mentor, Bob Proctor, um, even though I've got 15 years behind me of personal development and various techniques mm. and uh, uh, models, if you like, I knew that there was more in me. I knew I could achieve more. And despite all my learning and my application of my learning of um, personal development and different um, training, et cetera, I still got burnt out. And that's exactly what happened to me. I burnt out. And um, I just stopped my business. I stopped everything. 
Um, and it wasn't then until, like I say, with this work that I teach now, that I realized how and why I burnt out. And it's all to do with the mind. It's all to do with how we think and what we believe, because what we believe comes from how we think. Um, a belief is a, is, a, is a thought that's solidified, if you like, and is so ingrained in us that we then behave in a habitual way. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. I was behaving in a habitual way. Yeah. So then that's what happens. So, yeah, it's great that you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Is it um, issues around sort of habits and well-being that you find are kind of the most common issues that are making the entrepreneurs that you work with plateau? Or are there other sort of commonalities yeah. in there that you've noticed? Yeah, I think it, it, totally. Um, I think what happens is we, we all plateau. Everybody will plateau. Um, we do have what we call is uh, our unconscious competence, people who keep getting better and better and better at what they do, but they usually don't understand why. Because we have an internal conditioned program, which I always refer to as a paradigm in a deep in our subconscious mind. And it's a pattern of thinking and a pattern of behavior that's based on our beliefs. So that we can't go beyond that. So we do plateau. Everybody will plateau. Um, I'm not saying we don't have some incremental gains year on year for business owners and leaders, but fundamentally we, we don't have those quantum leap jumps to another level because we're, we're conditioned not to that's the bottom line so what we do is that we uh, i show people the step-by-step process because that's all it is is a process to reprogram ourselves so we mm. reprogram our minds so that we can take ourselves to another level yeah and that probably mm. is the the main well-being um, and uh, frustration i think for business owners and leaders is that they want more, but they don't know how to get them more and create mm. more, even if it's for other people, without working harder. And that's and, and there is no need to work harder. If we can start to train ourselves to think differently, we'll begin to believe different things and we'll take to we'll begin to take different actions and therefore we can have that total work life balance is mm. what people are always looking for. But it comes from the mind. It comes from how we think. Yeah, certainly. And um, I suppose a scenario that you could really sort of apply this to is uh, when you have the situation of a, let's say, young entrepreneur who is in the process of scaling up their business. And it's time to move away from, you know, the humdrum of the day to day running on the ground to stepping back Mm -hmm. into that more strategic role to really build the business Mm -hmm. up and help fulfill its potential. And I've spoken to a few people on this very, very program, actually, who have said that when they've come to that stage of their business, they have struggled with making that transition Mm. and taking the step back. And that is probably um, something that you've encountered as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because, you know, that's the whole, uh, the whole thing is that we can get ourselves into um, a, a situation that we become comfortable with. So we're working in our business mm. and everything is going hunky-dory and, and we're happy with that. We're comfortable with that. You know, that's often many of the entrepreneurs and business owners that I work with, they're comfortable at where they're at their stage that they're at, even though they want the next level. Mm. So the point is that we have to get out of our comfort zone. I know that's a branded statement all over, but we mm. have to begin to get uncomfortable with doing things differently. And intrinsically as human beings, 
mostly we don't want to do that. That's why we will often start something. Yeah, I must start doing things this way. We start it off and then we go, we revert back mm. to the way that we've always done things because it becomes too uncomfortable. So um, that's where we need to understand why we become uncomfortable and what we can do about that. And when we, the more we understand about why that happens for us, because it becomes, comes from a deeper level in our subconscious mind, the, um, the easier it can become, if you like. So, yeah, mm. totally, 100%. Would you say that part of that, that kind of urge to remain in the comfort zone and not to do the things differently is, is kind of out of fear, maybe fear of trying something different and essentially suffering a setback as a result of it, an uncomfortable experience. And perhaps culturally in this country, we are a little bit risk averse as a result of that. Well, that's a great, something I teach on, Scott, mm. <laughs> is, uh, yeah, 100%. It is fear, fear and procrastination, um, as Napoleon Hill tells us in Think and Grow Rich, his classic book, Think and Grow Rich. It is the number one, number one killer of success. Mm. It's the number one, fear and procrastination. Because you're right, we don't want to try something new. And why don't we want to try something new? Because we're back into that conditioned behavior again and the conditioned way of thinking. We don't want to take a risk. So, but you've got to, there's a different way, there's a different perception to look at risk. Because often, in fact, I was doing a lesson this week on this, that, mm. that often what we risk is not achieving. We risk not succeeding where we want to go. We risk, um, yeah, not, um, not being that successful entrepreneur and business owner that we truly want. We can risk all that by not taking the action. But actually, if we look at risk in a different way and we start to look at risk, well, I'll risk failing. You know, I'm going to risk the fail. Mm. You know, it, it might not be what I want, but I'm going to risk it. I'm going to risk winning. I'm going to risk betting on myself. I'm going to risk telling myself I can damn well do this. Even though that it looks to me right now that the odds are against me, I'm still going to go for it. So it's a perception. And the perception that we have, again, it all comes back, Scott, to um, how we think and what's in our subconscious mind. And it all comes back to that conditioned way, um, that pattern that we have, if you like, that paradigm that we have in our subconscious mind. Because that will determine our perception on things, i.e. our mm. perception on risk. Yeah, it's very interesting. And um, it's also interesting when you think that in sort of tough economic times, like sort of what we're going through now, you often see it's the risk takers who go and start businesses that do sort of end up becoming successful. And I think that that needs to be something that we use to kind of change our perception, doesn't it? Um, to make us feel sort of more like, you know, we can take a risk, we can. And if we do have a setback, it's about sort of embracing the, the, um, the sort of lessons that we've learned from that and using it to sort of improve and better ourselves. Because when we think of the greatest innovations, innovation is ultimately trial and error. There'll be more failure than success. Oh, 100%, 100%. Um, but it, and it's really interesting though, isn't it? Because uh, um, risk or perceived fear is very personal. So what I think is a crazy risk, you might say, well, that's not a risk. You can, that, why would you be afraid of that? So it becomes very personal. And that's the thing that I think for a lot of people, you can tend to compare themselves to somebody else. Well, if somebody else can do that, why can't I? But then they can go downhill with that. They could see somebody else taking that risk or busting through fear. Um, but that fear for them can be very different. It's such a personal thing mm. as to what is a risk for you. You know, jumping off a cliff for you with a parachute might be a risk 
For me, it might not be. You know, so it's very, very personal. So it's very uh, important to get, uh, understand, I think, what your own personal risks are. So when we talk about risk adverse, it's like, well, what are you, I think, I don't think anybody escapes risk. We all go through risk. It's what you are prepared to risk. Am I prepared to risk failure? Am I repair, prepared to risk not getting it right? You know, if you're prepared to risk that, then that's fine. I remember um, earlier in the year, I was talking to a young girl. Um, she was a, a graduate um, from business school, and um, she had this most amazing business, okay, concept. Mm. And she was in the planning stage. And I was saying to her, well, look, what's the first action that you could take? And she came up with some actions, but all she wanted to do was to keep planning. She was like planning for planning to plan. And therefore, her risk was actually just making that one move. And that was what was holding about. That was what was stopping her. Um, and that's usually what happens for a lot of people. doesn't matter where you are in business. Absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose at a time like this where people might be looking at the state of the market and sort of concerned that maybe now is not the time to take a risk, I guess now is a time where, you know, you're going to find yourself probably quite busy in terms of trying to get people into the right mindset that, you know, despite everything that's going on, the sort of, there might be the sort of real temptation to, you know, to tighten the uh, the belt as it were. But now may be the time to to sort of think about sort of trying something different because as we've said already, like it's times like this where some of the most successful businesses really do go and push on, and we've even seen it during the financial crisis of two thousand eight, and we also saw it during COVID. I love that. I love that. It's, that is so true. And in fact, I'm a testament to that. My business went through the roof when we hit COVID, and mm. that's because we had some very specific uh, mentoring from Bob. You know, um, there's a great quote from um, Earl Nightingale, who was Bob's, Bob Proctor's um, mentor, and he worked for him for a while. And Earl Nightingale says, if you see everybody going in one direction, you want to make sure you're going in the other direction mm. because, you know, don't follow the crowd, you know. Um, and one of the things that we want to understand is that actually, we don't need to be influenced by what is happening on the outside. And that's such a fundamental teaching that Bob taught me and that I teach my clients. You don't need to be influenced by external circumstances. And you know that the most successful people in the world have made their fortunes when there's been a downturn. Mm. And that's because they don't, they're not looking outside for support. They're not looking outside for their answers. They're going inside because that's the bottom line. In, in terms of mindset, we have, the, we have the greatest resources ever inside of us. And it's not about what's going on out there. It's about what's going on inside of us and inside of our mind. So, yeah, I love that totally. Mm. I think almost we're too guilty in that sense of sort of, again, being externally influenced by things and going towards, you know, what everybody's doing to try and sort of make their fortune, let's say. And I think we're a bit guilty as well um, of maybe trying to bring too much into the circle of things that we can influence rather than sort of focusing on what's already there. We focus a lot on things that that we actually can't control. Well, you know what? There's only one thing that we can control. There's only one thing that we can control, and that's how we think. Nobody can make us think whatever we don't want to think. Um, Although we're highly influenced, unless you've got the skills, unless you understand how your mindset works and how your mind works, you will be influenced. But here's the thing. It's our mind. It's the only thing that we've got control over is how we behave, how we think whether we react or whether we respond. 
respond to situations. And that determines, bottom line is, our fundamental conditioned behavior, our fundamental beliefs, and how we think. So it's, it's great. It's one of the things that I say all the time, you know? The only thing, the only thing that you've got control mm. over is how you think. <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't feel like that, Scott. Sometimes it mm. feels like that because our, our thoughts seem to run amok very often. So it's how do we control them? I mean, the, the, the question is how then do we control our thinking? So, yeah, per- perfect. Yeah, and it's critical, isn't it? Because I suppose when we think of sort of the uh, the figure of the perfect leader, it is somebody who is calm and collected in times of pressure, in times of crisis. And it's not necessarily something that I think we're kind of born with, are we? I mean, it is a learned skill uh, to an extent to be able to remain calm and collected under pressure. I mean, there is an element of natural instinct there, but I think certainly in the corporate world, it's something that we certainly have to acquire, isn't it? It's not something that we're just blessed with. It is. It's something that we have to practice. As I say, it's something we have to practice. And what what rose to mind, like very topically at the moment, is you know, passing of the queen. Mm. You know, if you if you, I mean, she. Whatever your thoughts around the monarchy, whatever your thoughts are about, you know, about about her as a person and the monarchy itself. The one that thing that she did, she controlled her emotional response to things. Mm. She was, whether you agreed with her response or not is a different matter. Um, And that's not the point. She was able to, she, instead of reacting, she reflected straight away inside and then she made the response. Um, And it's interestingly because that's one of the things I used to say about um, Bob or Proctor was that he never got flustered. He never, he never, he was just so measured in his emotion, emotional response to absolutely everything. It was amazing. And that is a skill. That is a real skill that you have to practice and that you have to learn and understand when you understand more about why you react, then you begin to have an awareness of that you've got choice in the matter because often it's a reflex. So how do you change that reflex? It's, it's a, a deeper understanding of, of who you are and why you behave like you do. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody tuning into this program does want to delve into a little bit more about that very thing, um, at theinfinitemindcompany.com, I believe is your website, isn't it, Mandy, for people looking to find out a bit more about you and find out a bit more about your business. And um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of resources there as well on exactly those things that we have been discussing today. Absolutely. Absolutely, Scott. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay. It just goes to show just how important mindset is. And I, th- I think you, you are very, very right. And sort of using the, uh, the the passing of the Queen as an example. And uh, I would like to get more of an idea about some of the inspirations uh, sort of behind sort of you and your uh, sort of approach to things, because we've talked a lot about, we talked about the Queen just now, we talked about uh, Bob Proctor as well. Um, I'm guessing you've encountered um, several people sort of like Bob in your career who've probably sort of rubbed off on kind of your own coaching style in a way. A hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Um, absolutely. I've, um, I believe in studying people, you know, I like people that it's like if somebody has an, what I call an attribute, you know, or a characteristic, it's like, well, I don't have that or, or, or it's, it's very, it's not developed in me. So I like to study people and really see how they are behaving in certain situations and start to emulate that. Do you know, it all comes in practice. There isn't mm. anything. So it's like, Picking some people that, um, and I do this, and I can, I still do this. It's like because we're forever improving. We are always improving ourselves. Doesn't matter what level you're at, you're always improving. So yeah, totally. I like to pick a few people. It's like yeah, 
what characteristics do they have that I would like to emulate and practice that? Because the more we practice something that's not in our uh, normal realm of, of behavior, and the more we practice something, just like an athlete, the more we practice something, the better we get at it. So we are not stuck with the way we are. That's the mm. beautiful thing about this. We're not stuck with the way we are. If we want something different, Mm. then we can be something different. And that being comes from the inside. When you have to shift a few things and it takes practice to do that, mm. then really, you know, leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, you know, the whole phrase, the world is your oyster, it damn well is. But yeah. you've got you've to go inside first. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and that's yeah. certainly hope that we do start to see sort of more business leaders, more entrepreneurs taking that time to uh, to reflect in that way. And uh, as hopefully we start to see that over the course of the uh, the next few months and indeed years if we maybe look ahead to the end of next year the end of 2023 i mean what's next for you mandy what's next for mandy evel and what's next for the infinite mind company and what are you expecting to be working on with some of the uh, the clients that you're going to be encountering well i love that question thank you for asking so next year is going to be very different for me so um so although we're always upsiding we're upscaling our bottom um our uh, our bottom line revenue i'm actually downscaling a little bit of the uh, company itself, mm. um, and I'm hitting the road. I'm going on the road. I'm doing a global tour next year, mm. um, and uh, what I want to be really showing people is that it doesn't matter. Um, you can operate well. We we live in a global world now. That's for sure. Mm. Okay, we know that. But actually. You can have what you want in terms of revenue, in terms of your impact in the world, and it doesn't matter where you are. So I want to show people that I have, I've, I've, I've turned this, this phrase, lightweight business, heavyweight revenue, lightweight business, and I'm going to be traveling around the world next year with this. Um, so that's what, that's what I'm up to next year. 2023, is, um, I've already mapped out my, my route, and that's what I'm going to be doing. Mm, amazing stuff and like I say I do wish you all the luck in the world with the tour uh, Mandy and hope it all goes well for you and it may even be fantastic to perhaps uh, sort of welcome you back onto the show at some point next year just to see how it's all coming together I would love that I would love that actually you know what I would like to do as well if I if I if not being too cheeky is one of the things that um that I do as well is that we I have a foundation mm. and that foundation we take mindset training to young Africans, young, uh, young people in Africa, not doing anything with their lives that just need the guidance and the support. And although they get education, not everybody gets education. This mindset training is so important. So we take it out. It's called Africa Transformation Centers, uh, foundation.org. Um, and we take this to, yeah, we take it to Africa. So well, while I'm out touring next year the world, one of the things I'm going to be doing is uh, visiting many of our projects across Africa as well. So absolutely catch amazing me up when i'm there <laughs> certainly absolutely amazing it would be fantastic to, to catch up on that side of things as well um mandy yeah. um thanks ever so much again for your time and taking us to join on the program i mean it's been an immense pleasure having you to talk about this and uh by all means uh, do take care and i'm looking forward to uh, certainly welcoming you back onto the show again in future i hope my pleasure lovely thank you so much scott mm. thank you bye for now and i do hope that everybody tuning into the program today enjoyed hearing from uh, leadership coach mandy ebel today um i've been your host scott challoner as usual on this episode of the leaders council podcast and to all please do take care and goodbye until next time